Do you guys get you, when you're like hanging out with your either like non-married friends and they're like, oh yeah, I don't know what we did for our anniversary. Are you like, shut the fuck up. Your dating life isn't an anniversary. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it, it just doesn't even come up as in, in that's, conversation. That's so I think the only thing that will come up is like a man and I'll be like, holy shit, if we ever for some terrible reason got divorced, we both know we'd be single forever. <laughs> Like we know there is there is no dating after like after this. Well, I'm way too fucking. Well, I'm way too fucking lazy. I ain't trying to do. I am not trying to introduce myself to anyone. Yeah, you. This is your first date during the entire quarantine. Yeah. I I ain't trying to. I don't have to. I didn't have to. I didn't have to try to have conversation. I that lady talks all day. Can you put your phone down? All right. Just keeping all, just keeping all my notes in front of me. <laughs> oh, he's got notes now. Oh, look at Mr. Professional. He's got notes now. Season two, we're coming in. Look at that. All right, everybody, welcome to Papa Don't Preach. We are back again for another fantastic episode. I got my main man here, Mitch. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm alive. I'm alive. Okay, guys. Another fucking week. He's alive. Uh, we also joining us is the elusive Zan Mostow. How are you doing, Zan? Uh, I'm good. I'm I am 35 now. Oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting oh, close to wait, you, Mitch. What? Oh yeah, we <laughs> missed your birthday last week. Happy birthday, assholes. Yeah, for real. Well, I, well, I didn't know, and uh, it, I don't have I don't have Facebook anymore, so I don't know when anyone's birthday is. <laughs> I love. I love how- I love how Zan's like, hey, I'm going out of town and doesn't let us know it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, what a dipshit. I I feel like at times I'm a Jehovah's Witness because I don't remember like my birthday and I don't I just don't think about it. So I, I didn't it didn't really hit me until we were on our way up. You Yosemite. knew why you were going out of town for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah but it just hasn't can't. been on the it just hasn't been it's not at the forefront of my mind. Like there have been numerous times when Tony reminded me. There's this shit going on. I guess it should, it should have been on. It should have been Obi and I or Blaine that was like, hey, Zan, why are you going out of town? <laughs> so you could be like, oh, for my birthday. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't initially going out of town for my birthday. It just happened to fall on my birthday. Oh, there's for a, shit. A, a, no, I promise you, we were supposed to. We were, listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay. We okay. were supposed listen, to go Linda. last month. And then Airbnb canceled on us because of the lockdown. And then we just found this other opening. I'm like, and then, oh, yeah, it's actually going to be on your birthday. Okay, cool. And then I forgot about it. There's a difference between being a Jehovah's Witness and just a dick. Yeah, for real. No, not a dick. <laughs> uh, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate anything. Okay. Only the Lord. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, fuck you too, dead ass <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> just think of uh, Friday. 
Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? (laughs) Well, guys, uh, obviously, you guys, we're back in full effect. We have a great episode prepared for you guys this beautiful evening. Uh, We want to talk to you about parenting styles. I got notes. (laughs) (laughs) We want to kind of explore different type of parenting styles, what we have, what we're going to implement with our kids, what we think we're going to do, what we're actually doing. But first, I want to see how you guys have been doing in our little bit of the end of lockdown. Like, how are you guys feeling like this is the end? Are we going to see each other in the flesh soon? Maybe. I feel like it's not the end. It's kind of crazy how Texas and I think a couple other places have just said, all right, no more masks. Um, I... I'm ready for it, but I don't think we're ready for it. I don't think we're ready for it. I don't think we're ready for it. I know. I feel you too. I I think, I don't think we're ready for it at all. California is opening up indoor dining and movie theaters next week. Yeah. Monday. I just hope my AMC stock goes up because of that. (laughs) (laughs) I did not buy. (laughs) I I mean, with that, like, that's not even my, like, that's not my rush. My rush (laughs) isn't even in my rush. Isn't even indoor dining. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I, fuck I don't care about either one of those things <laughs> movies are too yeah, expensive and indoor dining sucks <laughs> well, you're trying to save up right now so I, I get that the priorities are different no they are but... they, they are very different you know I uh I read a st- I read a story about a woman who she had this woman had a restaurant that closed and now she wants to reopen it but she was uh, i forgot her name she was an i wouldn't say an anti-masker that's derogatory but she's definitely somebody who believed that we took the pandemic she didn't think the pandemic needs to be the lockdown needs to be as severe as it was but now that she's reopening she's requiring people come in mass she's not allowing people to eat inside like she's like full-on following the guidelines and it's just so interesting to see how people are coming out of this on the other side. We're a year into this right now. And like, you know, I'm, I don't remember what it's like. I'm like trying to remember what I was doing January 1st, 2020, like after new year's going to hit the bar. Like what was up? Mitch? Well, I'm, gu- I- I'm, gu- I'm guessing someone close to home, Hit, got COVID with her, and that's why she's doing what she's doing. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that generally it, it, is it, what it, gets it, the it hit home. So now she's, oh, oh shit, okay, this is real. Someone got really sick, maybe passed away. I hope not, but you know that's that that it it's that it's the same story. You know, it you don't you don't ever think it's gonna happen to you, and then when it does. You start taking shit a little bit serious or you start being a little bit more, you, you, you know, you take those precautions. So it's unfortunate. I feel like it's the know, American but... way to like start caring once it hits home. Yeah. Um, and that's or, like, deny it. <laughs> or deny it. You're right. Exactly. And it's, you know, that whole thing with the situation is like the lack of solidarity from some people f- for it. And yeah, I just don't, I don't think we're ready to do it. I mean, I'm, like I said, we're ready, but we're not ready. Um, so we'll we, see. I we mean, I don't. Be. We could be I mean, if we if we handle it right. Like I said, if everyone was actually respond, like took the responsibility, and you know, we we've heard stories during this past like full year of someone knowing that they had it, 
and still just going out and going to like a house party. Like we, we've, we've heard these stories. So until we actually aren't so fucking stupid as a civilization, you know, then it's, <laughs> who knows if we'll ever fucking get there, but you're it, asking I, a lot. Oh, no, I, I don't, I really don't think I am asking for a lot. <laughs> I really don't. Like, and yeah, you haven't been paying attention then. <laughs> I try not um, to because it just makes me angry. <laughs> I mean, one thing with you know Biden in office, I mean, and he he's I'm not happy with everything at the moment, but you know, 50 days in, it, you know, there there's definitely progress, and so um, you know, ideally it keeps it keeps going. The the stimulus, uh, what is it? The CARES Act is that what it was? Uh, no, it's the COVID recovery bill, I believe. COVID, yeah. So that passed and it's insane that no Republicans supported it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I mean, is it insane? I, I feel like it should be insane. I don't know. We can get into that later, but what do yeah, you think we, can, we, can, we can get into it later. I, I, I just want to say it is two things. First off, I'm going to, I have a comment and a question for you both. The comment is if a, if no Republicans voted for this bill that passed that helps out the entire country lifting up our economy, but go to their constituents and tout this bill as a great achievement, should they be doxxed? Like, should we like put them on blast? What's well, so we've, yes. we've already, we've already, we already do that. See, I wasn't aware that like that they, I, I've been, I've been out of the kind of out of the loop because I've been, putting a lot of my energy into something else i'll tell you in a second but i didn't know that they're taking credit they're, they're like praising it but didn't vote for it that's what you're saying yeah it's it's, it's, it's oh sorry go ahead Sam. i'm just i'm i'm confused at the amount that people are digging digging in to the insanity um when there's really a clear opportunity to to actually move forward and, and come together and try to work some shit out Okay. But, uh, yeah. But like going back to like what Zan was just talking about, you know, if that, I think that's the thing. If you don't watch both sides of the news, like I said, like you, that's why, this is why I love Trevor Noah, because anytime a network backtracks on what they say, he always has a solid four to five minute clip of showing what they originally said and then what they're (laughs) saying now. And it's, it's, to me, it's fucking priceless. And it's crazy to me that if you only watch, it's say just like the right side, the right side is actually, it's the easiest one to do because it's where you see it the most to how they backtrack on, on everything. And if you only watch that, how as an individual and someone who only watches this, how do you not see that? Like what, like how, at at what point, like what, how bad does it have to get to where you finally are just like, what the fuck? This motherfucker two months ago (laughs) told me this and now, and now you're saying, and now you're praising and it's just like, how it's, we're so fucking dumb. We're so fucking dumb. We're so dumb. I love it. It's the narrative. It it just makes me like, it's. I don't have words because I just want to punch something. Where it's just like, how fucking stupid are you? When was the last? When was the last time you punched something? Oh, uh, when I lived in Portland. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's a while that ago. Was, so, but that, that was a human being. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
That's Zen. fine, I guess. I don't punch wall. I don't get that's that's I I gotta pay for that after. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan, I want you to ask. I want you to answer Minch's check because I I definitely know what I'm gonna do with my stimmy. What are you gonna do with your stimmy check? I don't know. I'm still owed the first two. Oh, we haven't you? gotten any, we haven't gotten anything. <laughs> like we because I've been on the hunt for like, like we're, we're, we're 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 you know I'm eligible, but I have I, I haven't gotten. It. I reached out. Uh, I think what's supposed to happen is if you didn't receive anything and you're eligible, um, it's supposed to come back in your tax refund. So that'll be nice. That'll we'll be see. Nice. I hope so. I mean, yeah, we'll see. So, <laughs> but I'm not spending do, on anything. If you do get it, let's say you get a check next week, you get uh, uh-huh. to direct deposit fourteen hundred in the bank. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're getting more than fourteen hundred. You what? You your your wife and your kids are getting something too. So there's a, you got some. You got some playing money to do. There's no playing. What are you, you gonna go? You gonna go celebrate? You gonna go on a little vacation, celebrate your birthday, not tell anyone? <laughs> there's, there's no playing. There, uh, I'd probably go to school. That's where we go. Or bills. I would. I wish I could say maybe. Uh, I don't know sushi. Part okay. of it. All right. So well, I mean, I. Lame. It's super lame. It's that's just my life. Well, I want to be fun again, me? Mitch. What are you oh, going to do? Oh, I, I'm going on my golf trip. <laughs> I pays for my golf trip. I'm awesome. Buy something for my plays, truck. Plays for my plays. Pays for my Ryder Cup down in Palm Springs, and you know, the three days of golf or four days of golf, and yeah, I, that's. I'm gonna bring as much money as my wife allows me. Okay. Oh, you're gonna you, like Obi? this, Mitch. I, wait, hold on. Before Obi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you finish, but um, <laughs> Kanye, uh, you, you'll appreciate this. You know what I'll do? I'll use part part of that money to uh, help with my uh, rotation of crops. For the it. Oh, there we yeah. go. <laughs> or you can. I need some can, good organic soil. No, you can oh, finally God. buy. You can finally buy that Sebring you've been wanting. <laughs> uh, well, what are you gonna I, do? So I'm going to tell everybody I'm using it on childcare, which I hope I am. Um, but I really, really want a king bed we'll uh, do it. because, you know, I have a queen bed. The kid is always waking up and sneaking into the bed and I get always wake up with a foot in the mouth. So if I got a king bed, I think it might help not waking up with dirty toddler feet in my face. But we'll find a way. No, we'll find a way. I don't. We I will find a way. It's a dream. It's a dream that that might happen. I am getting my motorcycle fixed, so I'm going to get it all polished up and sell that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, we'll see because this the stimmy. I, I want to put it in the bank because I feel like there's going to be another round of. I wouldn't say COVID, but I feel like something is going to happen this summer because people are acting real stupid. Well, there's also the like regarding housing. I think we're going to start seeing more, more of that issue come up regarding renting and mortgages and people losing housing. I, yeah. I, I we're not done with that part of it. I don't That's why I'm saving to take out these foreclosure motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my, I'm it's like dream to be a slumlord. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but yeah, hey. it's bound. It's bound to happen, man. It, it, like I said, everyone's moving out of California. Our, our market is well. That's not. That's not true. Um, there's there's lots of public. I was reading recently that that's like there are people moving, but it's not. It's not anything. I think out of like more than normal i guess well it's that been could, a steady stream it has been a steady stream it's not like a mass exodus but 
there definitely have been more of Californian-born residents moving out of California than ever before. And it's just... We're we're also leaving... But the people that are moving are the people that have the millions and millions and millions of dollars like that's true like it's where if they had to you know the people that especially in california like that with the taxes that they would have to pay to keep california going the way it's going i mean they're 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 leaving yeah and yeah things need to change with that I mean, one, I, like, I as much know. as I love California, we're, we, we don't take care of Californians. Like, it, it's becoming literally impossible to to buy. Well, that I think that's a whole nother podcast uh, entirely, and Definitely. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. But, you guys, um, I want to get into our main topic, so let's take a quick break. It was great to catch up with you all. Let's dig our feet in and get into parenting style. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back here with Papa Don't Preach with three of the best dads on the podcast. Yay, like yay. On this podcast or like in all podcasts? All right. I'm all cutting of off your mic. are back here on one of the greatest podcasts in my living room <laughs> all right guys we're gonna dive right into this um there's uh we want to talk about different types of parenting styles uh what we think are best what we were raised with what we're gonna raise our kids with we don't know if any of these parenting styles slash methods are the best if we should mm. have a mix of all of them if all of them are terrible, if we need to invent new methods, but before we get into on what's best, what's worse, let's break down the four. Zan, hit me with it. What are these parenting styles? Okay, so first we have the authoritarian, which uh, is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Sounds Hitlerish. <laughs> yeah. Then you have <laughs> the nine. Uh, then, then you have the authoritative, uh, which the idea is to create a positive relationship and yet enforce the rules. Um, then we have permissive, which you don't enforce rules and kids will be kids. Finally, okay. there's the uninvolved, which uh, provide little guidance, nurturing, or attention. Um, I feel like, you know, we, I feel like there's three of them that we all at times will, uh, 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 will play a part. I think definitely we don't want to be the uninvolved parents. That's not. Well, that's, I mean, sometimes that might not be your call. That's true. That is true. I think what they're referencing is like parents that are in the picture and yet still mm-hmm. uninvolved. Okay. All right. So real quick, Mitch, I want to dive deep into this. Uh, when you look at your childhood, what would you classify your parents as when you were, when like they were raising you now that you're on the outside looking in outside looking in, I would say my dad was very authoritarian. 
Um, that's probably why I have self-esteem issues. <laughs> um, you know, he was Stephen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dude, what the fuck did I you just say, Zan? You say stupid. I said stupid. <laughs> I said stupid. <laughs> Can't wait! That's, can't that's, wait for this to be uh, when we're all face to face. Okay. What the five fingers say to the face? Slap. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, I think, Dad. Uh, I think my dad. My dad was uh, uh, very authoritarian. Uh, that's just the way he was raised, and so that I think that just went from generation to generation to generation. My mom. She was balanced. She she was very balanced and um, authoritative. I think it. I I really had to fuck up for her to really, you know, come down on me pretty hard. But most of the time, she was very very positive, and you know, she kept a, a very positive relationship with me um, growing up. And I, you know, now as a father with Sailor, you know, that's where I see myself as, you know, I, I will have my days to where if, unfortunately, I think just being a human, if I'm having a shitty day and sailor is being a shithead, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can very much come off like my dad was. And, okay. but Amanda and I were, were very good at, you know, playing good cop, bad cop. So when she's messing up, it's, if one of us happens to get mad at her, the other one's going in there to have the conversation with her. Okay. So we, we try to, we do try to keep it very, very balanced, but like I said, just being humans and having those bad days, you can't take that bad day out on someone else. So it could come off as one or the other, but that's that's definitely what we try to we 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 are we try to be balanced and we try to play off each other and we try to have conversations with sailor. That's the, that's our biggest thing. It's we there is no spanking, um, anything like that. It, it's a conversation. That's this is the way we're okay. gonna, like. So that's that's how that's where we're at right now. As of right now, when she's six. <laughs> As of right now, that's how you are. Yes. Okay. So my upbringing was a little different, but before I give that away and go too deep into that, Zan, um, I know that you actually are a child of immigrants. Um, you One might actually have, yeah, you're a foreigner. <laughs> so you actually might have a different experience. So um, how are you? How are your parents? And my second question after this, gun to your head, do you think one style was better than the other? Do you think that it was best as a combo? Like, take the floor yeah i so my my mom is from the caribbean they her upbringing was definitely huh oh nothing man i just i just want to hear what you're saying man that's racist (laughs) (laughs) she's not jamaican she's got him hey these things these things i'm trying to throw you man are very easy questions you don't even know you don't it's called if i definitely make that accent then i then then now i'm fucking up it's funny any accent coming out of your mouth mitch is automatically racist (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry to interrupt zan go ahead (laughs) i was just gonna say so um my okay going for the accents real quick before i get into it my 
mom, she actually was held back when she came to the States because she had a very thick Trinidadian accent. Um, she speaks in a very like kind of proper British way because Trinidad was one of the, the colonies back in the day. Um, but whenever we go to Trinidad, we used to go every summer until I was 14. My dad, who's from Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> would get this <laughs> accent. <laughs> I mean, my mom's one of 14 kids and like all of her brothers, brothers are there. Okay, so I, I can do a very good Trinidadian accent. Uh, one of my mom's brothers. One of me on the... You don't... Hey, Zan, don't think you're going to tiptoe past. Uh, he, it just came out. Uh, she had 14 brothers. Oh, your story ends. Your story ends. One of me time. uncles. Every time she get mad at me, she'll whip me on my backside. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's... Oh. I, need, I need a little bit more rum, but um, anyway, so like my dad, it would get the accent. It's so fucking funny and they would just love it. And um, <laughs> when I'm around them, like the, I, the accent comes out, but it's a, my, the times when my mom was most mad at me is when the, her accent would come out. Like it would just Oof. go into like, you know, the, the thick Trini accent and then then i would be scared but so her upbringing was pretty strict i would say more authoritarian um she uh was more authoritative um when my dad also a little more authoritative but i would say 50 50 authoritative uh, 50 uh, authoritative and permissive and my mom was more like i'd say 90% authoritative, 10% authoritarian. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so <laughs> just, just to be exact, you know, um, but so that, that's what it was, but it was definitely, you know, uh, my dad was more like the easy going with it. My mom was like, is setting the rules. Um, and I think for the most part, it was okay. Um, from what I've been reading and also just from experience, I, I think authoritative is the authoritative seems to be the, the, the most effective um, mm -hmm. because, you know, kids were, you know, they're growing up, they're developing this whole world is new to them, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think the things that they need the most are to be, you know, uh, to have things explained to them. Is that hard at times? Yeah. Like Isabella's two and a half and she's at that stage where, you know, we're telling her stuff, what she needs to do. And she looks at us and says, okay. And then she doesn't listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and she's now really at the age, stage where she's like messes with us. And, you know, I, I really do enjoy explaining things to her and trying to get her to understand, but there are definitely the moments where she is just being a little shit and knows it. And I, it's like, if you don't do this, I'm taking this away. You need, you know, it's, and mm -hmm. I think when, you know, ideally, yeah, we'd all want to try to be authoritative, but I think that there are moments where, you know, you know, there are some permissive stuff going on also some authoritarian um, because we do have to realize, like say on the permissive side, it's, you know, at, they are kids, you know, and at some things you have to like choose your battles to where like earlier tonight, like I told Isabella, hey, put your little doggy by your desk before we eat. And she's like, I want to put her like here by my high chair. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I don't need to get into argument. Well, yeah, 
about you can pick <laughs> your battles about exactly there, yeah. i think like in that sense like that's where i'm a little bit more permissive on the smaller things like uninvolved definitely not uninvolved and i understand what you're saying like sometimes it's not under our control about the uninvolvement but i think with what they're saying it's like a parent that's there but not paying attention um gotcha but yeah gotcha, mitch gotcha, what, gotcha. what do you think is the most effective well, it just, you know, with your daughter only like being two and same with Ozo, you know, yeah. what, I, what I always think just remembering when Sailor was two and having conversations and her like giving you like possibly like the yes that you do want to hear, but then following it up with, do you understand what I'm saying? And you, and then you, you get another, yeah. And then yeah. it's, well, what do I mean? <laughs> yes. And it goes, yes. and, and the, that and the is... response that you always get is, I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, I just, I'm just laughing at like when you, with our kids who are so like, they, at the same time, like, we do think they're fucking with us, but they're also trying to, I feel like they do want to do the right thing. So they know yes is the right answer. But when you actually ask them, well, you know, whatever it may be, a lot of it is like, shit, they don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's pretty comical. And they, they are just giving you the answer that you want to hear. I don't, I don't always think they're fucking with us. They, they want to do the right thing. Obi, what do you think? Well, so here's my thing. Um, the way I'm bringing up Ozo is the exact opposite way that I was brought up because I, I don't know if I could put a percentage on it like Zan did, <laughs> but I was a, I was a fan. I was a, I was, I'm a kid of two Nigerian immigrants. I was the first born in this country. Well, my brother was, but he's not on this podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, my dad wasn't really there. My parents got divorced. And if I had to put a number it, my mom was 100% that bitch. You do not mess with a Nigerian woman. That's just <laughs> the way it was. That is the way it was. Like, my mom is the type of person that will slap the taste out of my mouth in public. And then stare everybody down like you're to make next. sure they understand if you come to her, you'll get some of this smoke. Like that is that was that was Patricia Anora. Like she did not play. <laughs> like she did not play. And I realize now, like I'm only two I'm only two and a half years into this, you know. Oh, not even even more. Ozo's gonna be three in May. You know, I'm only two and a half years into this, and I'm like, I'm never gonna do that. You know, my son is going to be the best. It's easy. Bah. Famous last words for any new parent. Oh, hell yeah. You know, famous last words for any new parent. But my son, you know, uh, I'm going to get into deeper about my upbringing a little bit later because I would definitely want to come back to this. But I just a little story. Uh, my kid, you know, we have a new house. So refrigerator is really easy to open. And this kid, I put him down a nice dinner. He comes to the fridge. and He's like, ice cream. I'm like, nah, you don't get ice cream right now. Because <laughs> he is the first ah, little fake wine, you know, where he's about to gear up. And right. I'm like, Ozo, no, we can't have ice cream. Eat your string beans, then you get some ice cream. No string beans, no ice cream. And he goes, ah, so he tries to test me. He goes over to his plate and he just throws it on the ground. <laughs> and right then and there, 
I got the, I, I felt Patricia Honora in my bones. I felt my mother just fly into me. And like, I, I did that like ex-boyfriend grab of the, the arm, like the underarm. I grabbed him real quick and I was like, Ozo. And he just looks at me and I've never seen this much fear in his eyes. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. I'm, I did it. I did I'm, it. And I, I did it. <laughs> and I was just like, all of this needs to go in the trash and no ice cream. And he's just like, Aah! sat there. And I walked into the kitchen and you just see the defeated two-year-old picking up string beans <laughs> one by one and walking him over to the trash can, wiping off his tears. And I'm just like, oh, man, I'm a sucker. And I made him like a peanut butter and jelly and sat it down. He ate it. I snuck a little string beans on the plate. He ate one, threw the rest away. And I was like, oh, you right. gave him ice cream. This is round one. Did you give him the did ice cream he, in the end? Did he get the ice cream? Hell, uh, he did. Her I, punked out, I punked out and gave him some her, ice cream. And he's, her missive. And he's sitting there on the couch, like dancing, like, he e- e- e, got my ice cream. I'm like, uh, you mother, you got me. You mother. He's winning. He knows no, it. No. I, straight up, I straight up threw the rest of that ice cream away. I'm like, I'm not falling for this shit ever again. Bullshit. Ever okay. again. First off, yes, you are. Lose, lose. You <laughs> yes, you are. Cream. First of all, the only tr- the only false part of that story was I I didn't throw away the ice cream. I ate yeah. a bunch of it. Yeah, just in the corner. Leave me alone. <laughs> Ozo was mean to me. <laughs> and then he looked at me and said, "Ice cream." Oh. And then I thought that I, was- <laughs> I thought I was in charge. <laughs> oh, my it's, fuck getting sailor to eat is has been has become so tough that kid only just wants pasta oh dude my kid's just, just mac and cheese it, she doesn't she didn't even like she didn't even like well l she she gets down on peanut butter and jelly too but she's like she doesn't like cheese oh like all of a sudden which I'm, i remember I'm you like, saying this send that like, kid back exactly, what do you mean like because <laughs> amanda and i are like what the what the fuck what you don't that's like un-American. She's that's un-American. <laughs> she just like she just doesn't like anything. And I'm, I'm waiting for Jameson to come out with a cheese flavored whiskey. Ew. Like, <laughs> that sounds so fucking disgusting. I'm sorry, what? I'm just saying how much I like cheese. No reason to dwell on it. Anyway, you were saying that makes my stomach hurt and <laughs> I sort of want to vomit just thinking about taking a shot of cheese whiskey. <laughs> God, guys. I mean, I would take a shot of whiskey out of a cheese shot glass, but not cheese flavored whiskey. Like, oh, yeah. a, like okay. a deep fried, like Ooh. no, then you whiskey get flakes, glass. I think. I, think you, I think you get flakes of of bad. I mean, it could be good if it was like a like a, a like a crispy Parmesan shot glass. Ugh. All right, now okay, now we're grossing everybody okay, out, yeah. guys. I'd Let's like, get to, back I'd on like to apologize. I'd like to apologize. Let's reset. <laughs> I mean, if I'm hammered, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that shot. <laughs> hey, we're opening up next week. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. COVID restrictions are lifted. Obi, Mitch, and Zan taking the first Parmesan crusted cheese shots in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. can you can you make us some for our uh, our actual first? Yeah, I think uh, I can. Fondue shot. I got my air, I got my air fryer. I can I can I can whip up a cheese a cheese filled shot glass that we take whiskey out of and eat. I, I'm not providing a puke bucket. <laughs> That's on you. No, I got to drink enough to have that. 
but once I do, I'm, I'm in. All right, all right, all right, all right. Resetting. Yeah, so you, yeah, you can okay, sleep after over. after <laughs> the your after your mom came. Uh, your your mom is in Nigeria right now. My mom's in Nigeria right now. Okay, so after she. Uh, came through your body with a little telepathy <laughs> what uh what aspects of her rearing are you planning on implementing and like rearing. what are you not is that funny <laughs> rearing rearing uh, well so the interesting thing is you know my mom like so this is the difference that i see in authoritative and authoritarian like there is if I wanted to do something, my mom said no. And the only explanation I ever got for that no is either because I said so or because God said so. And how am I <laughs> going to argue with my mother or God? There's like no wiggle room there. The good thing is that my mom made me an excellent, excellent arguer. Like I, I will come to a fight with my points because I'm used to sparring with my mother who has no logic on her side except <laughs> I birthed you. So shut the fuck up. That is all that my mom comes to the argument and it, it wins 90% right. of the time. Right. You know, but there's a difference that I wanted to implement here because like when Ozo wants ice cream, it's very, very easy to explain to him why he doesn't get ice cream and it's just a terrible three minutes and then it's over, right. you know, and he's going to eventually start to understand that and like, and under understand, like teaching him how it works even for the basic, like you give a little, you get a little working towards it, knowing when and where you can have something and cannot have something mm -hmm. is good. <clears throat> but with my mom, you know, I know we talked Mitch. I talked to you about this a little bit offline. I know that when I was in high school and I wanted to go to a party at a friend's house, I know some of my parents, my, my friends, their parents would be like, okay, who's going to be there? What time are you going to be home? And that was, you know, that would determine whether it was okay for that kid to go to this party. If I said, hey, mama, mommy, mama, mumu, <laughs> I want to go to a party. My friend's having a party. It's not what time you coming home, who's going to be there. It's... She couldn't, under... she looked at me in such disgust. She's like, how are you going to go to a party when you can sit here and read a book? You have an opportunity here to excel in your studies and you want to go to a party? I ain't no nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like to actually I didn't watch come here my, for that. Like to actually watch my mother just have a like a hard time understanding why I wanted to do something else besides study. It was just it to her it was it did not compute. Her brain was like what? <laughs> that's how it was. Like, so, that's just that was that was that was it. That was there was no there was nothing there. I mean, my dad would say, no, you're not going. I just had to wait for him to go to bed for my mom to be like, hey, just you can go because I trust you. <laughs> so your mom but, was permissive. No, she was. Respect. No, no, she was bad. No, she was. Well, I wouldn't say she was bad. permissive. I think she, I feel like she trusted. <laughs> she trusted me. My dad, on the other hand, I, he didn't trust me. And he probably had a good reason not to as well. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like I wasn't. I wasn't going out getting in trouble like mm -hmm. I, that. That's not the type of kid I ever was. Well, so here, before we move on, here's my other question for the both of you. And Zan, I'm going to go to you first. So if you're an uninvolved parent 
and you're going to let your kid kind of pay. Like, do you see any benefit to just stepping back from Sailor and letting her do her thing? Because obviously, my daughter's if you're Isabella. home, you're not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I say whatever? Say Stella. No, you said Sailor. said Sailor. Sorry, Sailor. Um, so yeah, Isabella. I apologize. If you're move, if you're sitting in a room, are you like a hundred percent coloring with her, playing with her? interacting with her you kind of let her do her own thing at some point oh yeah a lot so i i don't uninvolved i don't think from from what i read what i was reading is not saying you know not pushing and providing independence it's it's showing like that you're not really there you're not giving you're providing like very little guidance and little nurturing or attention like i'm we're all about pushing her to feel confident and be independent She's good because she's already um, a little slow to warm up to people. But yeah, we definitely have her playing and doing her things while we have work that we're trying to do. Um, we So hold on. Counterpoint. Let okay. me let me let me play, play, play it this way. Let's say you get a call tomorrow for a job. It's 14 to 15 hours a day. You're making five to six K a week. You know, like it's a really good job but you understand that it's going to pull you back from the parenting role because you're going to be at work 14 to 15 hours a day. Yeah. Um, are you taking that job? Are you taking that job at the moment? Yeah. Because you know, if it's still with COVID going on, you know, Tanya's still working from home. If I'm able to do I, I, it, I don't, I don't no, want to no, hear the caveat. I don't want to no hear that part no about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yes. A hundred percent. My answer, my answer was no, because I left television when I still could have gotten a job when when Amanda was pregnant, because I I yeah. did not want I did not want to work six days a week, twelve to twenty hours a day. Yeah, I think at I, the time, I, I at completely the what I would I be completely doing left is, that. And no, I mean, I, listen, I get it. I I did the time of six or seven days a week, but at the moment, uh, I'd rather look for something else while I have something. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point too. Because Mitch, like right now, you're living in that stable. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, Zan. Like you're living in that uh, well, a little bit of a stability. So, like, if somebody, like, if you lost your job, and the next day somebody's like, "Yo, I have a job for you. It's fifteen to sixteen hours a day, and you're making five to six k a week." Fifteen to sixteen hours a day. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, this is, no, that I mean, it's not like well, if if that was what came up. I mean, I. I I don't know. I I would probably fall back on something else, to be honest. I, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I I won't. Even though that that money is amazing, I I, I would turn that down. I just okay. I, I, I could I couldn't I couldn't do that. I could not do that to my kid. I I don't choose money. Mm, yeah. Over, so I'm I'm over. I don't man. That's kind of a luxury I have to say with that. You know, and and we're fortunately in. You know, we're doing okay for the for the most part, but, um, luckily we have like the support system with Tanya and our, and our, 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 our parents to help with that. But mm -hmm. I would definitely have to take, I would, I, I would have to take that job and, and I would look for something, um, you know, while doing that and look for something else while doing that. And, you know, if it gets to a point where, you know, I couldn't keep doing it, then I would discuss that with Tanya, but you know, I fortunately, yeah, it's, it's I fortunately tough, was it's able tough, to, it's, tough it, it's tough. It's, it's tough. definitely tough, it's but tough. like, you know, I was fortunate to be able to, we were in a place where I could, I put myself on paternity leave of consulting. I took a break when she was first born for the first year. 
pussy. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just that. I only said that because you you got paternity leave and I didn't. <laughs> no, I was my own paternity leave. Like I saved to be able to do that. Like it was it wasn't from a company. It was like myself doing it. Um, and so, but like in the situation we're in right now, yeah, I, I gotta I take the gig and I would definitely make it up to her when I wasn't working. Um, but so in that time, yeah, I would be uninvolved in that sense. But you know it would be every moment that I would be with her, I would definitely be uh, present and, and doing my part. It's tough, man, because 100%. especially in America, it's, it's, it's extreme, extremely tough, you know, raising a kid and having to work a, a ton. It's, it's not really set up to, it's not currently set up to, I don't know, I guess to help, help families. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the really rough part. Um, but you know, it's it's actually very interesting to hear how you guys were all raised and how we dealt with different situations with our kids, because uh, I know that my mom did everything that she did to ensure that I had a better life. Like she only raised me right. how she knew how. And, right. you know, it's it would be very ignorant of me to come on the other side of that and say, hey woman you did it the wrong way and you know i still want all my teeth so i would never ever say that uh, but you know my you know it took two people to make me my mom did all the raising you know i i my dad wasn't in the picture until later in my life and she had to play both roles i feel like that makes she, it even where she, she played, had to be even she had more three strict kids with you and she she had three kids and she had to make sure that three kids in south los angeles ended up in school and not on the street. You know how the nineties were. She just, she knew what she was working against. Yeah. And right now looking at how I want to raise my son, you know, I, I'm just like any parent out there. I'm optimistic. I'm like, all right, I want him to play the piano. I want him to be play sports. I want him to express himself. I want him to be smart. I want to do, I want him to do all these things. But what I do notice now, even at two years old, what I notice now is that I'm going to have to push him because he doesn't know what's best. You know, like when I wanted to be like when I wanted to uh, quit dance class when I was younger, it was my mom that kept me in that. Do you have you photos know? from that time? Because I would love to see that. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, moving on. I'm going to reach out and, to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I was, I was swagadelic, baby. But, you know, I, I would say that I'm, de I'm definitely going to use what, uh, the tools that my mom instilled in me. I'm going to be authoritarian at points because I know that my kid is going to have a lot of freedoms that I didn't have growing up, and I'm going to have to keep him in check. But at the most... I'm going to be authoritarian at some, on some points. Like I'm going to let him know why he can't do some things, but there are going to be some things that he's going to ask me. I'm going to be like, fuck you, man, get a job. Then tell me what to do. <laughs> Mitch. Well, I, no, I, I think you bring up a, a lot of really, really good points. And when we talk about like our parents, you know, we all know like the, with the, how we are now, even though we don't, always a hundred percent agree with what our parents are, how they brought us up, you know, it's that whole generation of continuing to learn and 
were taking, you know, your mom, Obi. I don't think like when you hear it from the outside, I don't think she could have been the easy, more easygoing. She had to like, she had to lay down the law to make sure that you guys wouldn't go test those boundaries because she was working two jobs and then she had to be a mother on top of it. So she couldn't afford to let possibly let you go out and like, Hey, if he fucks up, then we'll have that conversation. Like, no, there was just, you weren't going to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to, and I'm going to make sure you don't do that. So, and then now you as a father, like it's, and you know, I see it in myself. Like I, same thing, like, yeah, it was probably like two weeks ago. I did something. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm turning into my father. Like I said, that, wow. <laughs> my fuck, I was like, that was a total, that was a total thing of my dad. And I like, it sneaks up on oh, you, one hundred percent. It was the yeah. exact same thing. Like I, I just, I, 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 in fact, like remember that because Amanda was just like, she started dying of laughter because it was, it was pretty damn funny, and they like we're we are all very very lucky enough to have like what they've what they did instill in us like we're going to continue and just continue to make our generate like our like our family tree that much better and it, mm-hmm. it, we're we're only going to continue to like so you know i know sailor's going to be better than what we were like and that maybe that's maybe she's a bully she, not anymore. Mean. No, not anymore. Not anymore. She she sent me a diss video. All yeah. right. She it's she because you're you're a, you're a grown ass man that's afraid of dinosaurs that are extinct. You deserve to get punked by a six year old. Hey man, these French motherfucking scientists are trying to reanimate pterodactyls. All right. <laughs> like the only dinosaur that can fly cross country and fuck with my ass. All right. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. It's anyway, scary. oh Obi, okay. yeah, no, no, a pterodactyl swooped him up and dropped him off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no, Obi in here, Obi in here, pterodactyl got him. Oh shit, it was a shame. His actual biggest fear, and it came. What? <laughs> we did it, science. We did it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, think we'll, I think we'll get better and better and better. And you know, like I said, like we can. I mean, I don't. I it'd be fun, like, to have like my dad on here if I could actually get him to express himself like on, you know, his upbringing. And like, if we had that whole generation line, like it went from super brutal, brutal gets better, gets better. You know, we start talking, we start learning more. And, you know, I think we're at at least us three and, you know, we're at a good spot and to continue with the growth. Yeah. Of our We'll, we'll get our dads on. We'll get our dads on. But, hey, Zan, um, how do you think you're going to round this car? You got a two-year-old. How do you think you're going to end up? I mean, I'd say authoritative. That's just, yeah. It just feels like the the route. I, I, luckily, right now, I mean, going back from what you said, to Mitch, you know, every generation you're trying to make it better. Like, you learn from the good. You take from the good and bad. And you, mm-hmm. you just try to do better. And then the next generation will take from your, you know, positives and negatives and do the same thing. And so hopefully with each generation, it gets better and better. Um, but, you know, with with the research that we have now, which hasn't been there, you know, 
it, it does say like authoritative um, uh, parenting is like is the route you know and obviously there are going to be the moments like i said where we're just going to be like you have to do this stop asking questions <laughs> because <laughs> you know we know you know like how trying kids were because we were little shits you know um and there are going to be the moments again where we're just going to you know say you know be permissive about things I, I it's uh i think it's finding that balance to where the majority of it is authoritative and explaining to them. It, it, I just try to keep reminding myself it's, you know, so much of this is new and, you know, uh, new for them and new for us, but especially them in the sense of like everything they're experiencing, they're learning new and it's fresh and all the emotions and the development that's happening. It's, it's overwhelming at times for them. And so then they react and lash out and don't listen and, and all of that. And, uh, I mean, it's just a never ending game of patience and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that, uh, uh, my patience has been getting better. I, my friends back in high school, they used to call me AK angry kid, which, um, I can see I, that. I, you know, I, He's an angry I, elf. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that I would get angry at them because they did stupid shit all the time. And I just didn't have the patience. Oh, it sounds like you're that, judging people. It wasn't. No, there's some stupid shit going on. Um, Aren't you teaching your daughter a self uh, a self defense technique called telling people who step to her that their parents do not love them? <laughs> we we haven't gotten Ta- to that. a taekwon diss you and your family. <laughs> diss you. I like Cut it. you deep. I mean, I just think. Uh, I think that would just be so funny. I would not. I'm not going to have her do that. But I just find okay. it. Oh, you changed. Find it, you changed. Listen, you listen, changed. Listen. No, you no, changed. I was never serious about that. that. Yes, you were. I was, you I was were never so serious, serious about that. You had your serious uh, face on. Yes, I, yes, I'm. I'm good at being a dead. You thought about it after you said it. You're like, yeah, that's not no, no, no. Come on, come on. That's just <laughs> real. <laughs> what you haven't learned anything from this podcast? Is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely not. No, if anything. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to feel if you out now, Zed. If anything, I'm just more confused. Um, yeah, that's that's life. Yeah, exactly. Just Welcome like- to Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, Papa Don't Preach, where we don't know shit. We just <laughs> we say it with. Fucking, I don't fucking know. <laughs> that is, that is the motto of our podcast. We don't know shit, but say it with confidence. Yeah, like, hell um, yeah. Hey, but guys, um, yo, I'm actually, I'm really impressed to hear all of your points about all of this. And right. you guys made a lot of really, really good points, especially Mitch about, you know, how these generational, uh, these generational, I guess, habits kind of find their way into us no matter what. But I, Zan, like you touched on a very good point about looking at just looking at the data, looking at what we've done in the past and learning from the past. And, you know, no matter what we do, just listening to our kids, learning from our kids, they're teaching us just as much as we're teaching them as cliche as that sounds. It's the truth. But um, yeah, this is, this is good. This is a good, this is a good convo. I love talking to you guys about this stuff. Um, Let's take a break right now. I want to come back with Papa's pulpit. So guys sit on your butts, don't move. And we'll be back with more Papa Don't Preach. Oh, 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 oh,
right, all right. You guys have made it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. You have reached the promised land, the end of our podcast where we do our segment, Papa's Pulpit. This is where these three beautiful, angry old men get together and talk about things that are just rubbing us the wrong way. Things that really get on our last nerve. Sometimes it's positive, but it rarely is. So first up to the pulpit, I'm picking it up. I'm giving it to my main man, Mitch. What is irking you? Tell me about it. <sighs> well, it happened again this week, and but I see it. I, I see it multiple times. It's at least <laughs> once a week. Just terrible parking. Absolutely terrible parking. So this week, some Yahoo. It's an open fucking parking lot. Multiple spaces available. And this jackass takes up three fucking parking spots. Just diag- going in diagonal and parking. It, I don't know why I, I get ra- like thinking about it, like the rage thinking about it. Like I just want to walk up, punch their fucking windows, maybe give them a headbutt when I see them come to their car. I just don't get it. It drives me absolutely nuts. Or how hard it is for people to park in between two fucking lines. There's a forward and there's a reverse. You don't do it the first time. We'll back that bitch up, correct it, and get in between the lines. How? Why is it so difficult for people to park in parking lots? I don't know. I'll never know. And I want to hit them all. Just, <laughs> just, just short, simple, but it, it's it's insane. People parking in handicap spots when you're not fucking handicapped. Jesus Christ. I I enjoy parking in the in like in the far parking spot. I enjoy my walk up to somewhere. I take that time to, what, you need to park right up in front? Hey, man, I live in the hood. You park in the fucking back, your shit's getting smashed. I ain't talking about if you're trying to. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about you're going to the the grocery store. Yeah, man, I'm talking about uh, me and Shannon parked in the dark spot of Target. We came back and she's like, did somebody break a bottle there? Oh, my window's gone. Oh, my bag is gone. Uh, that was a couple months ago, but I, I, that's why I know for a fact that people wait in parking lots like the depot, like Target. Uh, they're just waiting for people to park far away because you have these giant signs that says, we're not responsible. Somebody cracks your shit. And that's what they do. They just roll up to the car, smash the window, look, grab, take off. Well, they don't have anything Dude, to take out of my car, so I don't give a Three fuck. nights ago, we had six, my debt in my six car. of my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, right. Six of my neighbors had their cars broken into three nights ago. I actually think more of that on my street. Damn. Cops did nothing. Nothing because they couldn't do anything. So, Mitch, do people like when people park and like take up two spots, what is worse for you? Is it like parking in the handicap spot or taking up two spots? Parking in the handicap spot for sure if you aren't handicapped. I mean, that is the epitome. Uh, that is the ultimate of laziness. Like, you're just, you are just an actual piece of shit. If you park in the handicap spot and you're not handicapped because you don't want to park. And, I, and, I, and I'm talking like the most majority of the time, like, I'm not talking, it's, it's, it's middle of the day. There's plenty of spots and you choose to do that. And you see that happen because that handicap spot's front row. And it's like, oh, but I'm just going in here for five minutes. I don't give a fuck. What's that? What's that? Forty-five second longer of a walk? Like, come on. Let's say, or little dick, you're at little Taco. dick with a fucking giant truck. 
like yeah. let's say you're at Costco and you happen to be bothered. Like I don't know, maybe somebody I know have done this. Never like, parking. I'm never parking in a handicap spot ever. And, but I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying somebody I know happens to be bother, uh, borrowing a family member's car that has a handicap sticker on it. They go to Costco. They drove around the parking lot a few times. You know how Costco has like 30 uh, handicap spots open. And I'm like, not me. Somebody I know decides to park in that parking spot. They go in. They get their shopping done. They come back. There's still 30 other spots left open. And they leave. I was like, got a hand it. Well, if they got is that the a hand- hack or is that a dick move? Oh, that's a hack. That's a hack for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Then I did it. That's some of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for sure. It's a hack. I, I think it's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, no, but I, I can. And what was someone going to come up and be like, you were, what's your handicap? Why you have this handicap platform? I, that ain't, you know, I that's not going to happen. I always have it in my head to have a little limp when I'm walking out. I don't know why I put on a show. I don't know why. Everybody knows I'm <laughs> what's going on here. Just swinging out uh, that right leg all super far. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, get the shopping cart so I can walk. <laughs> like you're using that as a walker. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I can. I always like get out of the car and I do one of like the back stretches. I'm like, oh man. Oh, I, got a bad I rub my right knee. I rub my right knee and I like I shake out my left and then I rub my neck real hard just to throw people off. Be like, what's wrong with that guy? Oh, it's my <laughs> fourth. It's my fourth lumbar. <laughs> you you, you want to know? You want to know about that? Like, um, I mean, I can. Would I do that? Probably not. Okay. W- would I judge someone for doing it if they had it? No. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. But if you do it without it, then you're a piece of shit. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) You just at least better have the placard. (laughs) And you have no reason to take up two parking spots, let alone three. (laughs) I don't give a fuck how nice your car is. That makes me want to hit it. Yeah. That makes me want to crash into it. All right. Well, don't hate on the Miatas right now, but thank you very much, Mitch. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you were able to get that off your chest, but right now I'm going to pull your pulpit away. I'm going to hand it over to my man, Zan. What's on your mind? Tell me what's irking you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to bring up politics. Yeah, I do. I do want to bring up politics. I see, I see the hate in your heart. Let it out. <laughs> it's just, I mean, okay. Since, since Biden winning around the country, like Republican controlled state legislators are like pushing like the falsehoods that there was wide voter fraud uh, and they're trying to aggressively change voting rules. And like as of February 19th, like lawmakers in more than 40 states have introduced like over 250 bills that include voting restrictions. And Georgia is one of these places. And it's, I'm just, I'm I'm just of the mindset like are you like are we really dealing with this still like and I think that maybe that I'm just being naive in the fact that you know that they weren't going to dig in even deep dig in deeper on this like yeah you're being uh, naive I I yeah I guess I I was there's just the the hope that you know they would still fight things but not actively push for voter suppression laws um in the guise oh, of did, like we did american we need, history not teach you anything about this uh, i mean I, I don't maybe it's just because i've had my head in like nfts for the past two weeks that i just have been paying attention and then i saw this going on and i'm like oh this is happening i thought i thought i thought george i thought georgia saved us i just i guess i didn't 
I get I just I didn't get expected right out the gate just to really go hard on just the voter suppression. I mean, I get it makes sense because the more people that vote, the less of a chance Republicans have of winning. And that's mm-hmm. been their MO. And why should that change right now? I guess. Uh, so I have a I just have a question to you and uh, Obi as well, like when it comes to voter fraud. Yeah. Now obviously I, I, I believe like throughout every single election that I've lived lived through or i've been able to vote for at least i should say because that's when i really started paying attention didn't really pay attention when i couldn't vote um now if there is there's always been a case of fraud yeah so when does it does it take just one for it to be a problem to make sure that that doesn't happen and for voting laws to change or does it take a certain amount before it's does it have to hit a certain level to make sure that that never happens again? Because in my opinion, one, it, it, it shouldn't happen, but humans being humans and always, you know, it's, it's what we do. We'll figure out a way to do something that to get that extra, regardless I mean, it's, if it's legal or not. Um, it's really so, rare. But it, can I, can I yeah, take this one? It's, Go ahead. Regardless of it being, I'm not talking about it being rare. We've seen it in every election at a minimum of. of I, I can of take this few, one. So I, I'm just, I just have a question. Of, uh, that's just my question is when is it? Well, here, uh, it it's going to be a problem when it can swing an election. And when <laughs> there is minimal cases of voter fraud, when you have 0.000015 of data connecting to actual voter fraud, mm-hmm. then we can collectively say it's not a huge issue. Correct. They should definitely crack down on it. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say it's kind of like jaywalking. If you jaywalk, you can get a ticket. But when does the PD start to crack down on it? Is it when one person gets struck? Is it when one person gets struck and killed? Or is it when you have people getting hospitalized every day, every week from jaywalking. Think about it. Like if it's, well, I don't know how that, that's, but that's a, that, that was like, how was the law originally put in place? Uh, well, the, so what had that? Well, like how, like, I, I don't know exactly how many people, cause it's most of the time jaywalk when he comes to like jaywalking, you get a jaywalking ticket. If, you're impeding traffic. It's it's unless the cop like on a Friday night, late night, and they're just going to be a dick or they want to, uh, you know, pick on a minority for just walking across the street and definitely not. They're not impeding traffic. But that's always been my understanding of jaywalking is well, not walking across and how many you impeded how many, traffic. So how many instances of voter fraud have you heard about? I mean, it's, I think it's come up in every election. I can't like name. Well, no, obviously it's gonna it's gonna come it's up. Always gonna like, come up, especially from one side of voter fraud. Have you? And obviously, you're not an election expert. You're not policing <clears> it. But how many instances of voter fraud have you personally heard about? And that this isn't a loaded question. I'm just asking. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. Like it's there's been I've just no I've heard of a minimum of one per election of something happening. Uh, like that, okay. that that's so, where I'm getting at to where it's like 
you know, so I, I, I don't so, think a lot of the push that. So let's 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 look at like so bef- before I get into my pulpit. Um, oh, we still like, got to hear your you, pulpit. Good lord! Yeah, we still we still got to hear my <laughs> pulpit. Well, no, so, you. Brought, I think Sam brought up you brought up a good one though. Like I. Yeah. So I, so I, here's I, the I, thing: if if you have an instance of voter fraud, you should look at where the voter fraud is coming from. So when you create laws to close down voting sites, to kick everybody off the voter registry so they have to re-register every voting term, when you have to demand two forms of ID, when that's not the issue, when you ban people from voting absentee and make it harder for people who are unable to go. Like, I live here in California. I have a job that is very, very lit. I have a job that's very, very loosey-goosey. Like, I can clock out whenever I want. I can look at my boss. I can go into my boss's office and say, hey, I'm going to punch out early so I can go vote with no issue. And it's still a pain in the ass to vote in California. So I can't imagine what it's like in West Virginia or Georgia or New Hampshire or Iowa or Michigan or Philadelphia, where you have a Republican legislator that is actively making it harder. Voting shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard. We should have the day off. Everybody should go. Mm-hmm. We should all vote in person or vote absentee, but we should all have a voting day where we know that our voices should be heard. And that's not what's happening right now. So I understand what you're saying. Like, when has it become a problem? When should we address it? I think always, but that's not what's happening. Well, they're yeah. not addressing voter fraud. They're using the guise of voter fraud to implement stricter rules to stop people they don't want to vote from voting. Yeah, I mean the t- the toughest yeah. thing about voting should be registering. Once you're once you're a registered voter, there, it should just be a. Uh, I mean, toughest uh, it thing. Just, it just it's be on your a application. <laughs> that's that's the toughest part is showing that you are a citizen and that you are of age <laughs> to vote. All right. Anyway, that, that's, I'm moving that's, on. Where, that's where it should fucking end. And it, well, I think you a lot of the voter, the, voter, the voter fraud, I, a lot of the voter fraud came through like in the fake bullshit that we saw where like people being like, oh, they didn't have to show ID or anything. You don't have to show your ID. You've already registered. If you're a registered no, voter, you're on that fucking list. It's just over that You understand that all those claims are bullshit, though. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I was just, I was simply asking. We know we have seen some type of voter fraud with every single election, regardless of what it is, regardless of the uh, the numbers. I'm just asking, mm-hmm. when should it be a problem for why a lot of these people are making these cases? I, I don't know the answer. answer. My opinion is when it becomes, I think, over, I, I think, yeah, like when percent we, over when you a see percent. a higher percent when you see a one percent. <laughs> then yes, that's something that should be addressed on the federal level. Um, but you know, that one percent, then it's right, being, all votes are being recounted again, anyways. So like that's that's all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we have a lot. Anyway, Zan, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Do you mind if I take this pulpit from you right now because I have something to say? Can I take this pulpit from you, Zan? I feel like you've already taken it from me, Obi. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes, well, you can, you can have it. I I give it to you. I slide it I, over to you, and I, and I give well, you a I'm taller one, so you can. I'm I'm never giving I'm it give, back now because I don't I'm like. I'm gonna give attitude. you a little a little taller step so you can step up. <laughs> These voices, reach, reach I them hear up. them. 
they follow. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to make this one really quick. This is one that uh, just really annoys me. Uh, it It's something that shouldn't be political, um, but there is a fate. Uh, we've talked about this actually in season one at length. At length, we've gone over this. But there's a lot of fake outrage on cancel culture. Um, you know, the CPAC motto, like the theme of CPAC was, for the people who don't know, that's the uh, Conservative Political Action Conference or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, uh, but the, their theme was America uncancelled. And they, you know, while we're in the middle of a pandemic, are raving about Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss and the Muppets. And what upsets me is that cancel culture, in my opinion, is not an actual thing. There's something called consequences. The people who are, quote unquote, getting canceled are not suffering jail time or fines. They are just, you know, you could free to say what you want to say, but you're still going to get the consequences. But I'm not going to dive into that part. I want to know why they're getting mad at the Muppets. The Muppets put a disclaimer in front of one of their shows because it featured a Confederate flag. Nobody's canceling the Muppets. The uh, the Hanson studio, Jim Hanson studio, did not fall to any pressure. They did that at their own behest. They did that on their own. Mister and Mrs. Potato Head. The company is now being called Potato Head, but they're saying that they're canceling Mister Potato Head by not calling them Mister Potato Head. They're just saying, "Nah, we're selling Potato Heads. You can get a Mister and a Mrs. That's all." But people are. Sitting there on the right telling us this is something that we need to be concerned about because they're coming for our childhood toys. No, Hasbro at their own decided, you know what, we're just going to call this Potato Head. Doesn't mean shit to me. Doesn't change my life at all. I can still get a Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. Doesn't matter. Why are these adults playing with Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads? No idea. If it wasn't for Toy Story, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but I digress. I and then we go over to, now we go over to Dr. Seuss. They're like, oh, my God, they're trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. They ain't trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. Seuss's family said, you know what? We're going to take, we're not going to republish, republish. We're not going to republish these books that nobody has ever heard of. Six of them they're taking out of circulation. Out of the 50 or 60 books that Dr. Seuss has written, by the way, Dr. Seuss I, I, he was writing books in the 30s and the 40s, man, during Jim Crow. There was no Civil Rights Act. I'm pretty sure most of America did not like people who were not white. So <laughs> the fact that some of them might be a little racy is not a surprise. <laughs> but the fact that they decided to pick up these books, these six books, and throw them in a ditch, I say to these people, stop acting like a little bitch pun intended i think that if something is racist as fuck and something that could harm other people and people don't read it in the first place a company has every right to say eh, maybe this doesn't fit with the times i think that people need to open their eyes take a look at themselves and everything around them and understand that we can do whatever the fuck we want and listen to whatever the fuck we want and if a company that is selling me something says that eh, this might not be this might not reflect the times that we live in it's perfectly fine so, the books that they've canceled the books that they're taking off the shelves i've never even heard of 
Well, that's that's the whole like for a business to continue to be successful, you have to stay with the times. That Ooh. is the only that is the only way you're still relevant. So that's very interesting, Mitch. Tell yeah. me more. Uh, well, I'm just. <laughs> that's the problem with the stupidity of our nation. <laughs> and if you're getting mad about shit that one, I guarantee everyone complaining about Dr. Seuss, the Muppets, uh, Mr. And M- Mr. Potato head. They don't read that book. They don't play with that fucking toy. Just shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> if you are yeah, one, one, if you're reading those books still as an adult and you, and it's not to your child. And if it's, who cares if you have six less Dr. Seuss books to read to your kid? There's there's no problem with that. It's kind of wild to me. It's wild to me. It it doesn't see. I th- like for people who listen to the podcast, you can see that, or not so see, but you can hear that. I don't have the same abrasive tone that I normally have in my pulpits where I'm getting really angry because this one is more pathetic. This one more is annoying. It's not something that enrages me it's just annoying because i understand if you're gonna sit here and complain about your free speech being suppressed and something from your childhood been taken away or deemed evil or anything like that but that's not what's happening here they are reaching into some deep fucking cuts deep fucking cuts the people that are complaining that splash mountain is getting rid of the fucking song of the south caricatures like, okay, great, yeah. Stop glorifying racism and let's move the fuck on. Thanks, and honestly, Tommy Lauren. I, I and honestly, I just want to give a big shout out to the black community being very patient with some of these fake ass woke white people who are waking up today and saying, oh, "People in the '30s were racist." <laughs> like, I'm not gonna get into any of this bullshit, but I don't know who needs to hear this at all but when you dig deep enough into our past the civil rights act was signed into law in 1964 that's not even so digging you, deep you could use so, a, tr- a hand trowel and you're there yeah. <laughs> so you ha- let's understand <laughs> that a lot of a people, rake a rake whether, were, <laughs> whether you were whether some people our grandparents were sitting at home when they watched Martin Luther King and a bunch of civil rights activists getting the shit kicked out of them as they marched into Selma and said, Ooh, well, that's awful and did nothing. Let's pretend that the entire country at one point was okay with looking at non-white American citizens as being less than let's acknowledge it and let's fucking move past it. And let's make this place a better place for our children. I'm not sure if that's going to happen real quick. But guys, thank you very much. This is Papa Don't Preach. That was Papa's Pulpit. I'm glad to have Mitch Keith sitting here dropping some bombs. I'm here with Zan Mostow also dropping some bombs. I want to give a big shout out to Blaine Pierre, producer Mr. Blaine Pierre. Mr. Blaine Pierre. Big shout out to DNA and Aaron Mostow who do our music. And I want to say thank you, everybody. We're going to be back and dropping some new podcasts for you guys next week and the week after. We're going to be in a studio soon, face-to-face. You guys excited? I, I, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Any, a little bit. Please, please get me out of my house. Can we do a, let's do a potluck. Let's bring some food. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't, nobody wants your goddamn mushrooms, Sam. 
What are you talking about? Yes, you do. You keep fucking texting me about them, all right? All right, Jesus. all right, all right. Don't put me on blast now. Not what you're texting. Well, thank you guys very, very much. If you listen to this, your car drive safe. You listen at home, get a life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>